Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, and YouTube.com slash 1080 The Fan. Uh, we have a lot to get to in the second hour of the radio program. The Vancouver Ford text line, where you can uh, reach us with thoughts and opinions, the hatred, the love, whatever it is you're feeling today, you can text it in. If you're mad at somebody else, throw it at me in dirt. <laughs> we'll be your wingman. Take it out on us, man. Uh, that line, that text line is 503-864-6326. That is, of course, the Vancouver Ford text line. Look they treat this, you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more info at VancouverFord.com. We really need to take those away from you. <laughs> They're becoming a crutch. I mean, you're not even talking anymore. You're just responding with... With a D! Oh! <laughs> roof, Daddy. Uh, if you missed the first hour of the podcast, you can catch it at the Service Patriots podcast section at 1080thefan.com. Uh, catch all the local shows, the weekend shows, the night show, every show that exists on 1080, you can find at the Service Patriots uh, podcast section. They've got a special offer for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash thefan. I don't want to hijack this segment, but can I throw a conspiracy theory at you? Sure. I'll put the tinfoil hat on. Okay. So I saw this yesterday. I forgot to bring this up in the last segment. We were talking about Aiden Childs going to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what week Aiden Childs started playing the third series of every game? Do I remember the week? Like when Jonathan Smith started doing that. Was it week four? Uh, it was week four. Oh, okay. What happened in the fourth week, or actually, excuse me, what happened in the third week of the college football season <laughs> at Michigan State? What took place? Uh, the coach got fired. Yes. Okay. The very next week. They played Washington that weekend, right? They Wasn't did. that their first game? They played, that was their first game. He was on technically leave, I believe, at the time of the yeah. Washington game, and then that week they fired him. The very next week, Jonathan Smith started playing Aiden Childs the third series of every game. 
And there is conspiracy theories out there on social medias because he already he, accepted the gig. He knew he was in contact. He knew he was going to move on. He, he assumed That's a great conspiracy. Angels was going to follow him, and then randomly just started playing him the third series of every only the third series. Yes, one series one a game series scripted. And then when he got to the end of the season, knowing it was all done and he had signed the paperwork and he was moving on, what game did he not play him the third series in? The Civil War. Don't want him to get hurt last week of the year. I'm taking the job tomorrow. I can't risk an injury. What if this guy tears his ACL? I'm going to Michigan State. He's my savior. Uh, I saw that conspiracy theory yesterday, and I don't know if I'm fully buying into it. It's a it's a bit Tim Foyley, but I thought, you know what? That's that's well done, well created. Look, I we've talked about this before, and we've shared what we've heard or what we've uh, been been told by people. I think I do think these things happen a lot sooner. Then people think like they yes. don't just happen within two weeks and it's like, boom, he's hired. Yeah, it was not just the week of the Civil War. Barnes Barnes has said like he's obviously a hot commodity. We wanted to lock him up long term because there were teams coming after him for weeks. Mm-hmm. Weeks. And if you're publicly willing to admit that your agent should be taking phone calls, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of lends itself <laughs> that... Look, he he has denounced the reason, but he's also kind of acknowledged it in a weird way. He poo-poos the fact that their conference uncertainty was any part of his decision. And in the same way, I forget what he said, but he had a phrase where basically he acknowledged that the uncertainty was a big deal. So it's like, it didn't matter, but it does matter. Anyways, I think it mattered a great deal. Yes. I think that guy knows, I don't want to coach Mountain West football my my athletic department's been given a tough hand, and I don't know how they're going to navigate out of this. I'm out. Too much uncertainty. Bye bye. You also can't say that when you get to your new job because then it discredits why you took the new job. If you say the reason I left is because of conference realignment, when you go to a new job, you have to say I had to leave because this job was too good to pass up. Well, the other problem too is if you're uncertain about what your future is, and a Big Ten team has their sights set on you, and they're going to pay you a pretty penny and give you these resources that your current school just doesn't have. You don't want to lose any of the staff that have helped build you up, right? Did you see who went? It's guys that he fully trusted. Now, he wanted Bray. There's yes. no doubt about that. Yes, he did. And Bray said, "I it just kind of all happened quick, and I didn't know, and I felt weird about it. So he didn't leave, and he wanted to be head coach. But, I mean, he took tight ends coach. The offensive line coach, again, is one of, if not the best one in the country. He was going to lose those guys if he stayed at Oregon State. That's just, these yeah. other schools would have offered him yep. more money. And so he jumped early. Now, did he leave that early? I wouldn't dismiss it. I mean, again, I've, I've shared this. We had KT. called. A, he called me in September, the year Mario left, in September, and said, you know that duck guy's gone, right? <laughs> he doesn't even know his name. And I went, where's the uh, duck coach? Uh, he's gone. I was like, where do you think he's going? He goes, he's going to Miami. And I'm like, come on, man. He's not going to Miami. We've heard that. He's like, no, 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 no. Is happening this time. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a guy out, out on the yacht. Yeah. I was fishing. <laughs> I got a guy who knows a he guy. He knew a guy who knew a guy. <laughs> no, but like to his credit, <laughs> he, he was goes, right. He goes, trust me, I'm hearing from the right people and this is going to happen. And you can call and thank me for telling you this in September. Mario was gone like four months later. Yeah. So I think some of these conversations with agents and teams absolutely start far earlier than we want to hear. Did he in his mind know he's going to Michigan State at that point of the year? That I don't know. I, it, maybe he did. There's, it very well could be possible. It was just very unique that all of a sudden Aiden Child started playing one series a game and one series only. I, you know what's funny is I didn't, having watched every game and every snap, I didn't even think about when he started playing yeah. series. 
And in my head, he had done it non-conference. Well, you had a couple of blowouts early, so he got in in garbage time in the blowouts, obviously. Um, but when it came to like the early on in the game yeah. thing, it started about the fourth mm. week of the season, and it started being one series a game. That's what he would get. A little bit of development. Show you, show me what you got. See some looks. Okay, we're going to get you out of there. I like a good theory. I don't know if I buy this theory to the full extent of which you're presenting it okay. to me. I also, the, it's the, the, a really well done theory. It's a well-cooked up one. The most interesting aspect of it, though, for me still is, and we didn't really talk about it much because there were so many other things coming out of the Civil War this year, was that he didn't play in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at the game thinking to myself, why isn't, and then you just kind of move on because then Smith leaves and then the, you know, all this other stuff's happening. So you just kind of move on mentally. We never really talked about that. He did not play in that game. My See, my, my read and on And I saw that, him warming up on the sideline yeah. too. And I was like, damn, this guy's, it was my first time seeing him in person. Big, big, tall, impressive athlete. My read on that, Jonathan was gone at that point. I mean, he can say whatever he wants. You don't game plan when you're going through those contract negotiations. It's impossible, dude. It yeah. just is. Those guys have to basically shut their personal lives off. I, I Coaches, they have to be living a mostly unenjoyable experience. I know they make good money. I know they got big mansions and they got all this free gear. And like, yeah. But they also lock themselves in those buildings for 14 to 15 hours a day. I'm a dad who's off at 9 a.m. And I can tell you, I get hit with dad guilt still. Yes. So imagine you're gone 15 hours a day. You're just not parenting. And so those guys need that kind of time. There was no chance he was going to be able to negotiate while his agent was doing it and game plan. My read on that situation wasn't Aiden's health. It was kind of a, nink, a, a wink and a nod to the Uyunglele family of, thanks, DJ, for choosing us. Go play against your brother for the whole game. Big Dave's in the stands. He wants to see it. Interesting. That was kind of my read in the moment. Maybe okay. your theory is more correct. I'm not even my theory. I just found it fast. I love a good conspiracy theory, and that was a well-cooked up one. Sports conspiracy Sports theories. Conspiracy. We should know. Yeah. Frozen envelopes. Yeah. Rigged rigged draft oh, yeah. lotteries. Like that. I'm all in on that kind of stuff. Those are. That's about the full extent. Maybe yes. some JFK stuff. I'll dabble. <laughs> You'll in. dabble. I'll dabble. Is Tupac dead? I don't know. I'm watching YouTube videos. <laughs> he might be alive. Pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a really convincing guy on YouTube, yeah. dude. He's been in the Bahamas Another for 20 Elvis years. <laughs> Another Elvis sighting. Uh, we should. I, I come up with a lot of good poll questions in my head that I never end up posting because, well, I'm lazy and I'm like, I don't want to see nobody vote on this. <laughs> Has there ever been a moment, Swag, in the history of radio where somebody goes, I don't want to hijack the segment, but... <laughs> and then the segment isn't hijacked? <laughs> no. I knew that one was going to be... I, I saw that yesterday and I had a little thought bubble and I started thinking about it at home and I thought, you know, it's, there's something there. I don't know if it's true, but there's something there. You at least have evidence to back up your claims that this could have been an argument that made that he was doing this to to develop Aiden Childs because he knew he was moving on and he wanted him to be ready to start next year. Because here's the thing. You and I could disagree on Michigan State. I think it's I think that's a tough uphill climb. That roster has been gutted, not that it was great to begin with, but they've had, I think, the most, if not the second most players enter the transfer portal. Well, it needed to be gutted. Sure, that's fine, but you also then have to bring in that level of talent back, and they so far have not been able to not do that. Not in year one. Not in year one, not but I'm just one. saying, at Michigan State, if you come out and you go... Six and six next year, seven and five. Like the grumbles start immediately at a place like that, man. Let's let's put a pin in that because that's another place I think we disagree. I don't think they're going to be very good next year. I think there's a lot of really good Big Big Ten teams. And the Big Ten is significantly yes. more tough now. They have a conference game. They don't at think Otten they're going to be very good because their non-conference schedule is. 
blah. And I, I think that's the thing is I I don't. Their big non-conference game is against Boston College. Right. They should win that game. Um, it's on the road. That's the only thing that could make it if, interesting. If they're six and six, I actually think that crowd would be, hey, so, yeah. all right, you're one. We went to a poll game. Like The middle of their schedule is a gauntlet. And it's going to be a gauntlet it's every Ohio, year. Ohio State, Oregon, yeah. Iowa, Michigan. You're, you're not going to win those games. You're just not. The, the, those you can. And then at the end is the middle. The it's soft like the Iowa's, right? It's like, like the, Illinois, Purdue, yeah. Rutgers, and some. And else. some of those games, that fan base is going to say, like, let's not lose to Purdue here. We got your quarterback. It's yeah. your like here we go. But I think for the most part, if they're like six and six, seven and five, I, I yeah. think that fan base they get a be soft happy. opening. They have an early uh, game at Maryland, this conference game. Mm. And then it's Ohio State at home at Oregon, a bye. Iowa, Iowa and Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. And then next year, I'm just going to pull up 25 because this is to me, I was going to get to this on an angle today from the SEC of just how our expectations are going to change in college football because of schedules. Like they go on a run, they have to play the next year at USC, at Nebraska. We'll see what they are that year. Yeah. Uh, UCLA, I don't expect much from, but Michigan's on the schedule. Um, Iowa is always as bad as they are offensively, a tough defensive team, mm-hmm. Penn State. Like it's just, I'm just saying it's going to be an uphill climb. I agree with that. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what the, I, I would hope that they would be realistic and say we're Michigan State and this is a total rebuild and it's going to take us three or four years to get there. Uh, but I don't think a lot of fan bases have that perspective anymore in college athletics. Well, you hijacked the segment, so I'm going to punt my <laughs> duck uh, duck fan, are you going to the Fiesta Bowl segment? We can hold that for Monday. They're uh, begging people to go. Bo had to do a video. That is actually exactly why I wrote that on my show sheet. I'm like, when you have to pull Bo Nix into an advertisement, that tells me most people are like, eh, Liberty Biberty, no thanks. Good matchup. People are going. Nobody wants to go see Liberty. It's unfortunate. Phoenix is great. I'd love to go get some sun this time of year, but I also don't blame anybody for not wanting to spend money to go to that game. Uh, so we'll hold that maybe for next week and talk about that a little bit more because next week is our last week before the holiday. Yeah, I'll see how much they're actually pubbing it locally, just the event when I'm down there. Well, my angle was I went to a duck team store yesterday yeah and uh yeah Can't find any gear i was pretty disappointed actually no offense mm. it just hey 88 dollars for this t-shirt <laughs> here's our disney character section where mickey's holding up the o because we have to pay disney a licensing agreement <laughs> because we can't come up with our own mascot so we're just gonna pay to take yours and here's our disney and don't section. call him puddles well, that's, yeah, that's not as... Hey, don't be mad that your mascot's a Nutrio, okay? Don't no, take it out on us. You're I, mad at your dad. You're not mad at me. No, I actually we, we looked around, and I went, oh, man, the people who created Michael Jordan's aura also created <laughs> yeah. all of this. Yeah. These, are, these people are awesome, man. <laughs> but I got a buddy a, a gift for his birthday, and I was in there yesterday, and I saw Fiesta Bowl merch, and I went, nobody's buying this, no, right? It sucks, dude. It's horrible. Liberty? I know. Ugh. No, thank you. It's not, thank God Bo Nix is playing. That's all I'll say about that game. Uh, yeah. Good. Thank God. Bo Nix is now. <laughs> Thanks, Forrest Gump. He was already an all-time legend. Now he's even more of an all-time yeah, legend because touche. if he was not playing, you would be playing a walk-on quarterback in that game. All right. No more interrupting my segments. Let's get all to right, I, Shut up. I, I want to get to an NFL game. We'll do it next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I just caught wind that Nike made a new Kobe shoe. The Kobe 6 is famous because there's a Grinch edition. They're doing a reverse Grinch, so the green is on the shoelace and the whole shoe is red. Wow. And they're claiming. I just know they dropped some new shoes at because there was a line around the block at the store that my son works at in Bend. Mm. Yeah, and I was like, te- I was like, what today? What? Yesterday, hmm. after the show, I'm driving down. I'm like, why is there a line around the block at his store? It would be for something like this. This shoe is going to be a very hot commodity. They claim they've made like six times more than the normal amount, but nobody's buying that. They're going to sell out of this thing, and nobody's going to get them. It's going to be one guy that gets 98,000 pairs. How have we not figured out a way around that for things like shoes and then tickets? Because this is a massive deal still with tickets where you get these, you know, people in these little Discord rooms. I'm just making up words now to pretend I'm I'm smart, but they buy all the tickets and they resell them. Yeah. Like, how have we not figured out a way around that? Bots. The bots are the yes. problem, yeah. Why can't we solve the bot issue? I don't know. Somebody get on that. I thought Elon was going to solve that, and then he got Twitter, and it's gotten worse. And I'm like, I thought this was your big thing, free speech and no bots, yeah, and I, I got more bots here. I got a lot of porn bots liking my tweets from like four years ago. Thanks, Elon. Yeah, and that, you know, when that happens, <laughs> it, lends, it lends itself to me wondering, like, I... I've never in my life, hand to God, I've never, I've never thought about it, and I've never purchased followers. Why am I being spammed by porn bots? Yeah, what's going on here? Did I did something happen? I don't know. I think I, you're looking at too much porn, Dan. Stop looking I at all that porn. Do not look. It's at, all those big butts on your timeline. No, I check do not, out these cheeks. I do not know what. No, I do not do that. Uh, Matt Stahl is going to join us for a Bama Michigan preview. But uh, I wanted to talk. <laughs> is that a swag laugh? I can hear a little chuckle from swag. Let me chuckle. Bills Cowboys this weekend. Big one. How about a good one? 1992. I think. Uh, this is an interesting matchup because you've got a red hot, quote unquote, Dallas Cowboy team. Yes, you do. Five in a row. The only other team that's done that uh, currently is the 49ers. On the road at a desperate, coming off a great win, Buffalo team. I don't know where to f- how to feel about this game because. My my take is Buffalo very well could win, take care of home field advantage. Okay. What's the thinking and narrative if the Cowboys lose? Because we know when they win, it's like, oh, these are a Super Bowl team. <laughs> and then when they lose, actually they bench Dak. And I know it gets extreme, but like, what is the proper opinion for Dallas right now for you guys? Because my take was good little win against the Philadelphia Eagles. That was big for Dak. Yeah. 
because they largely lose that game. But like, they also played at home, and every evidence of data shows us they are not nearly the team on the road that they are at home. They're a bit of Oregon State, I think is how you referenced them, and I think that's a really good comp. At home, they're a juggernaut. On the road, not so much. I'm also kind of thinking they need to win this. This game, to me, is bigger than Philly because beating Philly is good. It's impressive. You also caught them at the right time. You caught them at the right time, and I want to see you do what you did a week ago. Go do that on the road in a hostile environment against people that slam each other through tables and a team that has to win this game. The ironic part about Dallas is before that went over Philly, their best win on the year the Commanders, the Giants, it's I mean, one the of those, Seahawks right? maybe yeah, the week Seahawks. before, 41-35 on Thursday. Like, they didn't have a win over a team that was a contender. They were lucky, by the way, to win the Seahawks game because yeah, Lockett catches a ball, they a win route. that game. And they were up and down the field back and forth with them. So They were. Uh, kickoff temperature, mid-40s. Wind between 10 and 15 miles an hour, 90% chance of rain in oh, Buffalo. See, that's all right, Dak. Like, I'm, I'm not saying Dak can't These win are playoff MVP. conditions. Yes, but how they, do you yes, perform? Yes. How do you perform here? Well, the other thing, too, that they have hanging over their head a little bit is everybody's patting them on the back for beating Philly. We're patting them on the fanny, if you will. If Philly wins out, Philly, in the fanny. Philly wins the NFC East. If Philly wins out, they have the tiebreaker. They will, if they win out, have the tiebreaker over Dallas. And so even if Dallas wins out, they need help to win the division. If they don't win the division, what do you have to do in the playoffs? You got to go, go on, on the road. road. Your first one's a gimme at the NFC sure, South you're winner. Get some dud in the first round. And then you're going to have to go to Philly or Philly. San Francisco or something. Good luck. And that's when we find out. This is a massive game for Dallas. If they want to be taken seriously as a contender, they have to win this weekend. I, you said wins out. Um... I know if they don't win this week, it changes. But right now, if they stay lockstep with Philly, this is Dallas has the tiebreaker. No, I've, according to everything that they said on the broadcast on Sunday night, eventually Philly would have a better divisional record. And because there's the, more divisional games They for have Philly. more divisional okay. games. Dallas, I don't believe. Right now, see. it says wins tiebreaker over Philly based on best win percentage in division yeah. games. So that theory could be uh, correct. What Are you guys with me on this? I. I don't want to sound like I'm just downplaying a big win for Dallas, but like this is kind of a bigger game to me. No, I said going this on the before road. the Philly game. Like, talk to me if they go to Buffalo and Miami and, and give a similar performance that we've seen at home on back-to-back Thursday nights. Uh, if if they do that, and even maybe if they split, but they play well in both games. I mean, Buffalo sounds like the weather's going to be crappy if they're back and forth up and down the field. It's a field goal, okay, whatever. And then they go to Miami and. Or something like that. As long as they show up and it's competitive, it's like okay, this this looks different than previous editions of this group. So you, okay, so I did I interpret what you just said correctly? It sounds like if they lose on a walk off field goal, you're going to go, "Good job, Dallas. That was impressive." Well, I would not impressive. You but- really see Buffalo like maybe they will, but it, it's hard for me to mentally see Buffalo housing Dallas. I expect Dallas to show up. Will they win? I don't know, but. Well, we'll see. I'm not it's giving a tough credit for a close loss. No, I think we're past moral victories with Dallas. This is a tough spot for them, man. Like they're coming off an emotional high last weekend on Sunday night. That was the, they were looking for a win like that all year. They finally got it. That's as high as that team has been all season. Now you're going on the road in one of the toughest places to play in the NFL in bad weather against a team who we all think maybe is a dark horse in the AFC. Who, by the way, is out of the AFC playoff picture if they started today. They're not even in the playoffs. This is a team that is fighting for their lives. Who 
I also think has been playing better the last couple of weeks. You look at Buffalo's losses over the last month. They're it's brutal. A, it's a brutal losses that they could have easily won. The Denver game was like 24 to 22. The Philly game, they had no business losing that one in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago. They're playing better football right now. And so this is kind of a put up or shut up game. I, I don't I don't look at the Cowboys as serious contenders because I don't think they can beat San Francisco. And until I see them beat San Francisco, I'm not waffling on that opinion. I think they're a good team. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. They just have a juggernaut that's standing in their way. If you want to try and slowly convince me, it probably won't do it. You win the next two games. You go into Buffalo and you win, and you go into Miami and win. Because if there's anybody that needs home field advantage in the playoffs, it is the Dallas Cowboys. Well, they benefit the most, I think, from it. San Francisco is also really good at home. I mean, look, everybody benefits from home field. I also field, just but... saw San Francisco go into Philadelphia two weeks ago and just yeah. beat the doors off the Eagles. You don't have nearly the same questions or concerns about that team than no. you would Dallas. No. Uh, this would be this would be a really impressive victory for them to go on the road. Yes, Swag, Swag, you just laid out the weather. I mean, what, what was he said? 15-mile-an-hour winds up to, it's going to rain. 10 to 15 miles an hour, 90% chance of and, rain and during the day. Temperature? Mid-40s, so it's not going to be freezing. But No, but what's a city that in January yes, has similar Philly. weather to that? Philly, San Francisco. San Francisco, it can rain a ton. It's usually not that cold, but you can get wind and rain in San Francisco, well, and that field is a quagmire when it does. Exactly, because it's real grass, and we've noted their numbers on real grass versus their home turf, they're just half the team that they are. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. This one is pretty – this is Niner Philly level for me. I, I'd have to look at the slate, but I think this is a standalone game on television for me. Well, you get a triple header on Saturday. Yeah, I know. So there's much fewer games on right. Sunday. Your other 1 o'clock games on Sunday in the same slot, Niners and Cardinals, eh. Commanders yeah. and Rams. So yeah, you got three games. Yeah. That's yeah. all you got. The iPad will have the red zone. It'll be on the side. I'll check in once in a while, but I'm paying attention to this the one. The tough part for me with the red zone, and maybe it's just because the way I'm streaming and watching, is that sometimes the, the red zone on the iPad is ahead of the TV, and so I look down and I see the play before the game that I'm watching solo. Oh, I have the reverse. My, my have the other way. live feed of just the game, <laughs> I had this Baltimore-Seattle and it was like five minutes had gone by, and they're like, let's go to Baltimore. I'm like, I already know what happens here. Yeah, I think it's because there's only three games going on at the same time, so they're going to show a lot more of it. And I'm like, I just saw that. Uh, no, 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 there's going to be a sack. Way to ruin it, Scott Hansen. Uh, we don't have to say, but uh, there might be a spring line pick in this game. Oh, coming there up will at 8.30. Stay tuned. Mm, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Mm. Matt Stahl covers Alabama for AL.com. We're doing a sneak peek at some playoff games since we won't be here for the week of... Let's get his thoughts. Roll Tide, Michigan, big matchup. Talk about it next. Daily Ticker. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hi, right, Daily Ticker time here on a football Friday. We talked about Washington and Texas yesterday. Let's go to the other semifinal game in the Rose Bowl. Michigan, Alabama. You are looking live. Yeah, I think uh, we should be able to revive him and have him call every Rose Bowl. Not Brett Musburger, but if we can bring if Keith we can Jackson. bring Tupac back, why can't Keith Jackson be revitalized to just do that? Yeah, AI generated Keith the, the Jackson. Rose Bowl. Yeah, I'd be all for it. Joining us now is uh, Matt Stall at Matt Stall ninety seven on Twitter. Go give him a follow. He covers Alabama for AL.com. Matt, good morning to you, man. What was the reaction in Tuscaloosa when they're announcing the playoff teams and Alabama finds out they? get in over an undefeated Florida State? Was it surprise, shock, expected? How did everybody react down there? Uh, It seems like the Alabama fans expected it. They were obviously very happy about the situation. I I was surprised. I was, you know, sitting on my couch watching that eternally long selection show. (laughs) And I was, I mean, I was shocked by it. I mean, that's just, that's just not how the committee has operated in the past, I don't think. Were you surprised by the way the SEC title game went? Because I was, I was admittedly like to tell me Bama shows up and plays a tough game doesn't shock me because I had just seen a week prior they should have lost to Auburn. It's a fourth and basically thirty-one. They complete for a touchdown. I didn't think they'd beat Georgia. Were you surprised by how they played against the Bulldogs? I was a little surprised more because of how good I know Georgia is. Less. I mean, the Iron Bowl was at Auburn this year. Uh, you got to throw that game in the trash, regardless of result. Like, it just uh, how good Auburn is has never made an impact on how that game finishes when it's in Auburn. So uh, that one, I was kind of looking as a toss. But I mean, just the way, uh, just the way Nick Saban coached that game. I mean, he comes out afterwards and he's like, "Yeah, you know, we went one defensive drive, and I just totally threw out the game plan, and we just went back to the base defense." And beat them that way. Like that was, uh, I was, I was surprised a little bit. I'm not surprised they came out and played it close. But I mean, that Georgia team was sort of a death machine here for two years, so it did surprise me just a little bit. Yeah, hadn't lost since the, what two years ago in the SEC title game. Oops, sorry, I did not mean to press that. That was an accident. That's a drop on our page, and I accidentally pressed that button. I uh, told you, you gotta <laughs> stop you gotta leaning take, on those. You gotta man. take that ability away from me. Um, <laughs> that was perfectly timed. So, Matt, I, I'm curious, Matt, because I argued earlier in the year they lose to Texas, and you're looking at Alabama, and they just don't look like the same Alabama. And I, I complained every week that somebody else didn't beat them because they're like a zombie. Like, you needed to beat them twice to get them out of the playoff, and they kept surviving and surviving. They'd find a way to win, find a way to win. What do you, just, what do you make of this team's chances to go and win a national championship? Because we've seen Alabama teams go into the playoff where they've been dominant seemingly all year. That hasn't really been the case with this team, but Milrow seems to be confident. Their defense is playing better. I'm just curious what you make of this team, the way that they're playing now that they're heading into the playoff. 
Yeah, it's been something else to watch. I mean, they've got red hot here. But, yeah, no, like y'all, I mean, after that, that Texas game, I'm like, oh, boy, this feels like a – feels like a bad Alabama team, which obviously means like, you know, three losses and you go play in the Orange Bowl or something here. It's not, it's everything's relative, I think, in Alabama. Then they go the next week. I mean, they will go play worse the next week at South Florida. They don't play Milrow. They got, you know, Tyler Buckner and Ty Simpson starting that game. The offense looks abysmal. And then just from there, I mean, every week they start getting better and better and better in SEC play. And then, I mean, there are games they should have lost that they did. I mean, they didn't lose to Auburn. Then they go in and they beat Georgia. I mean, I don't know that there's, like, a hotter team right now coming into the playoff. It's uh, versus Michigan. I mean, Michigan's – there's Michigan's a test. It's going to be a different test than Georgia. I don't know that it's going to be a more difficult test than Georgia, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, I, I – I like their chances. I don't know that I'd pick them outright, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see. That's why they play the game. Yeah. To the roof, Daddy! Dirt, dirt. That was you. No, that wasn't me. Sorry about that. Um, can I ask you about Jalen Milrow? Because he, he started a little shaky, and he was not somebody that people in Alabama, I think, wanted to keep being the quarterback. And as the season went on, it was we saw the growth. What what were they able to do with him or change or help him feel more comfortable with at the end of the year where, you know, he's storming a field here, Matt, saying, I should be winning. Give me my Heisman. He thinks he should have been a Heisman guy. What did they change for him offensively for him to look the way he looked at the back end of this season? Yeah, no, he's been he's been quite the story this year. You know, after that Texas game, I was getting a lot of just, you know, uh, Alabama fans are a vocal bunch. I get a lot of reader emails. And I got a lot after that game. They were like, oh, man, you know, Jalen Milrow should never see the field in Alabama again. Gotta, you know, we got to get everybody else in there. I had three quarterbacks people wanted to see in my <laughs> inbox. Then uh, you get to the – you go through that South Florida game. So it's like, man, that Milrow guy, pretty good. Uh, certainly the best of what we got. But, I mean, he just got – he's – looks better and better. He looks just so much more confident. And I think that's part of it. You know, Alabama has kind of done something like this before the year they won the national championship with Jay Coker, who uh, hilariously is a two-time national champion, but (laughs) we need to get into that. They get they go to the national championship with Jay Coker and win, but early in the season, they pulled him like they'd, uh, started somebody else and I mean it obviously didn't go well and then they just were like all right we're riding with Jay Coker he's the guy and sort of done the same thing with Milrow I think if there's a little psychological thing once they get actually named the starter which is like like Jalen Milrow knew if he went out there and threw two picks in the next game like he was not getting pulled like there's not a hook coming from him or coming for him so he could go out there, play a little more just unafraid. And, you know, he's, he's not afraid to go make a play. I mean, they've just figured out what works for him, yeah. too. Right? Like, they're not – it's not a whole lot of, like, dink and dunk stuff with Jalen Miller. Like, you look at his passing numbers, he's been complete, like, a little over 50% of his passes. And, like, you know – Five of them are going for more than 50 yards or whatever just because, like, his, the strongest thing in his arsenal is, like, 
let the fast guy run fast, mm-hmm. let Jalen throw the ball real far, touchdown. Like, it's not a... <laughs> And then, the, you know, something towards the end of the season, it seemed like there was a stretch there, or maybe I don't know if he was dealing with a little bit of like a health issue or whatever, but it seemed like at times he looked hesitant to run, and that just hasn't been the case anymore. Like, if he needs to take off, he takes off and uh, learned to slide a little bit more. I think early in the season, that seemed like more of a, you know, boy, you'd like to see him go down just a little bit more than that. But, he just overall looks more comfortable, more confident. I think things are fairly simple for him at this point. And, you know, they figured out just how to take advantage of him and what he does well. Great stuff. Matt Stahl, at Matt Stahl 97 on Twitter. Go give him a follow. He covers Alabama, AL.com. The playoff is here. Bama is back in it. Death taxes in Alabama having a chance to win a national championship. They're back. Thanks for the preview, Matt. We really appreciate it, man. And uh, enjoy L.A. if you're going. And hopefully we can catch up again soon. Will do. Sounds good. There you go, Matt, Matt Stahl. <laughs> okay, the one that I played was legitimately an accident. You shouldn't be hitting these during interviews. My, my mouse is too close. It's too close. Second one, YouTubers can back me up on that. My hands were free on the second one. I was leaning back in my chair. You're really going to throw near, me under the bus, I huh? can't mentally press the you. buttons. This is not a touch screen. I can't do that. That was all you. Were you nervous just touching that screen right there? I was a little bit. I touched a blank spot. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know if this play. was a touch screen. Let's find out if it is. <laughs> no. No, it is not a touch it screen. It is not a touch screen. Uh, well, Alabama's splitting the D, and... Uh, Look at this, well, look at that. Can I They're say, back in the playoff. He seemed actually pretty level-headed as a beat writer, not yeah. like, oh, Rota, we're this, we're that. I do find it funny, like, just take the Auburn game that they should have lost. Throw that in the trash. Tell that to Florida State. So you do with rivalry games, man. Tell Throw that, them out the yeah, window. Yeah, but Florida State didn't beat Florida by enough on the road without their quarterback. Oh. Throw them out the window. Throw the records don't matter when what these two the, rivals what meet. What the South Florida game? Do I throw that in the trash? Or South Florida that... and Alabama, long-term rivalry. Yeah. Long-term rivalry. Yeah. They Louisville, played... Florida State. Yeah. yeah, throw that in. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't count. That doesn't we, count. No, we ought to keep that. that they that didn't one. beat Louisville by enough. That's true. Yeah, hold on to that yeah. one. The other ones you throw out. Alabama would have got in if the roles were reversed, by the way, even uh, with their quarterback being out. For sure they would have. Um, let's talk about we, – we, we, con- we, we have a lot of conversations about the bad and the ugly in college football and what is to come. Let's mention the good because there's some of it that we saw this week, and I want to get to that next on The Fam. Well, a shout-out to Matt for surviving through drops in that interview. Sometimes it happens. We got fat fingers. You never know what's going to take place. There's no, there's no we in the word you. I love of all the ones that I could have accidentally pressed. That was the one that I accidentally pressed. Well, because he was talking about Milrow making plays, and then you hit the <laughs> swag. I don't even know if you were here. You missed. No, this. he was gone. Swag was taking a leak or getting a coffee or something. He's literally explaining Milrow <laughs> making a play, and Dirt accidentally hits the split the D. Ooh. No, I was talking to Joey. He kept going though. Credit to me. Like he, he didn't stop. Awesome, he did yeah. not stop. He yeah. didn't bat an eye. He didn't Perfect. he didn't ask what the hell's wrong with you guys? What drugs are you on in Portland, Oregon today? He well, didn't ask any of that. You know, you held it together pretty well too. You uh, got through your question <laughs> and then you just leaned back and went, What did I just do? <laughs> Why did I do that for? Um, all right. Well, I think the listeners enjoyed that one. I'm um, sorry. I look Matt was I thought Matt was good. He was good. He was good. Really good. I I was kinda aiming for more of a Road, road he wanted a deeper southern accent, yeah, and somebody saying Paul Feinbaum was not available. I wanted I Paul Feinbaum, Paul. like I wanted real Paul <laughs> Feinbaum. You know, enough of this masquerade. <laughs> it's road tide every year. Well, you're damn right to made the playoff. It's Alabama football. I looked up uh, cameos recently, and there is a roll tide fan who was seen in a video with Drewski. 
Roll Jim, you know Drewski? Uh, yeah, he's the guy in like the Sprite commercials. Yes. Yes. Okay. He's very popular. He's got a bunch of content. He does. He went to the Bama Georgia game and he masqueraded as a Bama fan. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah, like, he's like a dip in. He's like roll tide, roll tide, baby. And he's with a guy that I guess Roll Tide Willie is his name. He's on cameo for like fifty dollars. And he's just like some backwoods Bama fan. <laughs> just yells he's kind of cross-eyed. He looks like the kid from Dennis the Menace. And he's just like, oh, we're going to rotate. <laughs> like one guy, there's an example of cameo they give. Yeah, they, they say, hey, this is what you get with this person on cameo. And one guy's recording him on his front porch. And he goes, Willie, this guy says Norway is the best country. <laughs> no bad country. America, bad country. Rotate. I think that should be the gift we get for Ken Barkley if we win that bet. Instead of sending him a, buy him a basket, cameo, buy him the cameo Willie. of Roll okay. Tide Willie. Roll Send Tide it to Willie. Hey, Ken, <laughs> you listen here now. I'm telling you, go look up. I almost want to pull the audio at the break. Roll if you look Willie. up this video, he's just like, we don't give a piss about no Georgia Bulldog. He wrote Tide today. It's a little macho man, Randy Savage, with a southern accent. I'm it, in on it. It is kind of, yeah, but you um, see him and you're like, oh, Willie's a nice guy probably. And, you know, He's making some money on the side with his southern accent. He's doing what he can accent. for his life. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who Florida hurt and what they did to piss people off, but has anybody seen Florida's 2024 schedule? Have you seen their schedule? Is in the Gators? It Florida Gators. Swag. This is easily far and away the worst schedule like, in all oh, of the college SEC football. Threw it to them. Explain. So the SEC released their schedule Wednesday. We didn't. T- they did like a two-hour reveal on ESPN. They were releasing games on like Good Morning America. Like, oh god. They play Miami in non-conference to open open the season. I think they get them at home. That's not a game that's every year. So they get Miami at home. They get Texas A and M early on in the year. They have to go to Tennessee. After a bye week at the end of October, their final five games of the regular season, home against Georgia, well, not home, but they play in Jacksonville, Georgia in a neutral yeah, site. World's largest cocktail That's party. a loss. On the road at Texas. That's a loss. LSU at home. <sighs> Ole Miss at home. Ugh. At Florida State. If the college football playoff was 12 teams this year, there is a legitimate argument that all five of those teams would have been in the college football playoff. Ole Miss, you're splitting hairs. LSU, you're splitting hairs. But they're in the conversation to be in it. They would have potentially had to have played five straight playoff teams. I don't know how you survive this. Good luck, Florida. Well, next year, unfortunately, is the pivotal year, I think, for Billy Napier. (laughs) That's the tough part. Here's, Here's my only question, real quick. So that schedule, I mean, good luck navigating it. Nick Saban has never had to navigate a schedule like that. If Billy Napier's going to get fired, like, by week six, I've always wondered, what is the point of bringing the coach back if your ultimate position is, you better win a lot or you're fired? Yeah. Then just fire him. I mean, maybe there's obviously some buyout money difference between now and a few weeks in, but I just don't, I don't get the point of it. I, I never have and I never will. They do this in hockey. They'll fire a coach nine games in and I'll go... They're two and seven. Like, uh, okay, what was we the point of bringing them in? Training camp yeah. and all that stuff. What are we doing here? You see it once in a blue moon in the NBA. I just don't get the foot. I don't get the sports logic of this coach is on a hot seat, and if he is this and that by X and Y date, he's fired. Then what's the point? You're just wasting yeah. a year then, especially with that tough of a schedule. It's like you're not nobody. No, not, not, I shouldn't say nobody. Not many programs in the country could go eight and four against that schedule. That's I mean that's a gauntlet. Name right name the teams that can do it. I'll yeah. start Georgia, Bama, Bama, and I'm done. 
Yeah, there's not a lot of them I'm out done. there. I do want to get to this though. So it's some it's interesting that this all came out on Wednesday and I didn't get to it there. I just wanted to highlight how bad Florida's schedule was and we went a little long talking uh, roll damn tide. I do want to get to some other scheduling notes in college football. A couple of portal updates that's going on. Uh we have not talked about the indefinite suspension yet. We need to send some T's and P's to Draymond Green. Okay, he needs to get the help that he deserves because this is not his fault. So we'll talk about that in the final hour. Uh, is there a savior coming? I'll talk about that as well. And we'll spread the line at 830. So get your fake sponsors into the van. Vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326 or send them in on the YouTube chat. We'll do some gambling coming up at 830. Loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Spring on 1080 The Fam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 